KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the economy as we check in with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice at Villanova School of Business. We talk unemployment, we talk stimulus, we talk GDP, and we talk much, much more. Give a listen. So let's start this week talking gross domestic product. Uh, We got the number for the final quarter, the fourth quarter of 2020, and it was up 4%. And then that gave us the whole picture for the pandemic uh, 2020 year. And the full year GDP declined 3.5%. And that's the worst since the end of World War II. Give me your thoughts on what did these numbers come in about what you thought? Were you a little excited, a little disappointed? Where'd you fall on the spectrum? Well, I was excited for the fourth quarter being at 4%, which is a little bit of a warm warming a trend going on but if if it's anything like the weather outside this gdp is just as cold as the temperature it is today uh being down as you said the worst on record and we kind of figured this was going to happen we have nowhere to go but up and once the vaccines roll out i think you're going to see a little bit of the country open up little by little and just uh, explain to us We've gone over this before, but for any new listeners, the what gross domestic product represents and why it's so critical to the economic puzzle. Absolutely. So GDP or gross domestic product, as it's called, is basically the sum of all the consumption that we have in the country, which makes up about two thirds of it. Uh, government spending, which is anywhere between 20 percent, 22 percent investment, which would be anybody who's investing in capital projects such as housing starts, commercial properties, and then exports and imports. So it's it's two thirds of it based on consumption, what you and I buy every week at the grocery store or what we buy maybe at GameStop or other places of that nature. You mentioned GameStop. And that's a wonderful transition here as we talk about what's been a wild week in the stock market, um, you know, with the uh, Redditors buying stock in GameStop, AMC, hedge funds, uh, leaking oil. What has been your take on what's been a really incredible week on the stock front there? Well, I like to see both sides go at it a little bit. It's a little bit of fun. Uh, basically, I miss WWE being on TV <laughs> at this point. So uh, my take on the whole thing is is that the big boys don't like the small boys and girls making a little bit of money. And I like the small people making money. Uh, it's not all about Wall Street now. And, you know, remember, there's a lot of people out there who have 401k plans who have maybe some of those stocks in their portfolios. Even mutual fund companies would buy a little bit of AMC, BlackBerry, uh, even Bed Bath & Beyond in their portfolios. I like the fact that the big boys saw other people taking advantage of things, to making a profit, uh, getting gains. They said, wait a minute, this is only for us. It, it's almost like the wolf of Wall Street, if you will. Do you think we've seen the end of this, or do you think we will see more? I don't think we've seen the end of this specific situation, but do you think we will see more of these situ- types of situations crop up here, especially with like these things like Robin Hood, where uh, anybody can invest from their couch? I think we will, and I think if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez gets her way, and there's times we've talked off the air, there's times when I... 
agree with her and disagree with her, but she's right. This is like uh, Wall Street trying to play with casino money and gambling money. Uh, look, the markets should be opened up. Obviously, we need to always have regulation. That We already have that with the Securities and Exchange Commission. But I think you're going to see a little bit of a, of a clamping down on, on the big boys, uh, probably slapping them on the wrist a little bit this year. Let's talk a little bit about unemployment. We came in at about 847,000 first-time unemployment claims uh, last week. Uh, it was down from the week before, but once again, sound like a broken record. We say this: this is these are extraordinarily high numbers that we continue to deal with, and I think we've become numb to them. I think a lot of politicians have become numb to them. I think a lot of pundits have become numb to them. This really is a window into how damaged the economy is, no? It is. And I talk to people all the time. I talk to people in the public sector. I talk to people who are in the, in the labor industry. And they are numb. You're right. We're numb to that. We're, I was excited that that number was, was lower than the week before, but I don't know what's going to happen. We're getting into the, at least the northeast portion of the United States where it's very cold in February, snow. We're, uh, we're getting to the point where some retail stores will continue to close. We're getting to the point where uh, you're not – until the summertime when things start opening up, road projects – Projects in parks, projects more with housing opening up. Uh, once they get those frames up and the, uh, the guys and girls can work inside on building those homes. But February is going to be a tough month, I believe. Durable goods, uh, new orders in December, uh, a slight increase. So it looks about a fifth of a percent. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what represents durable goods and uh how good a news is it that it was up even if just slightly? Well, that's a good time to bring this up because it has been the durable goods uh, increasing slightly or at least staying a positive for the last eight months. So durable goods are things like tools, appliances, new cars. And there was during the beginning of the pandemic when a lot of factories were shut down, they were cleaning the factories, they were disinfecting the factories. There's a lot of back orders. Uh, so any new homes that were built in the summer and fall or any homes that were sold to, to new home buyers, maybe they wanted their new appliances and a lot, of, a lot of those things were on back order. So it's now starting to show up uh, the fact that there was lots of sales in December from the big box stores like Home Depot, Lowe's, and even the smaller places like Best Buy, appliance stores. They wanted to get rid of inventory. That's a good sign. But again, I think it'll level off in February and March until people start getting either stimulus checks or their tax refunds that are going to be coming in. Uh, let's talk a little stimulus. Obviously, we had the big bill that went through around Christmas time, $900 billion. The new President Joe Biden wants another one. He's kind of made this a centerpiece of his first 100 days, $1.9 trillion. Uh, it would include $1,400 checks to, to most people to go along with the 600 bringing it up to $2,000. Uh, money to state and local governments, uh, a lot of different things in it. It's a big number. It's a number that I think has almost universally been sneered at on the right. Even some on the conservative left have uh, bristled at the price tag. We're starting to hear maybe the possibility that the Democrats would use budget reconciliation. Uh, before we talk about the stimulus, can you give us a quick idea of budget reconciliation, what we're talking about here, if that's the route it ends up going? Sure. So speaking about about 
uh, budget reconciliation, it's not like you and I reconciling any of our bank accounts, savings accounts, any of our mutual fund accounts. Uh, they just they use that term uh, basically very loosely in both the Senate and the House. And um, I don't normally see it in local government. I don't see it anywhere else. And what this has to do is it has to it's a process um, where they basically let everything off the table and say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get a stimulus package. We're gonna we're gonna pass that. We're not gonna look at debt. We're not gonna look at at whether revenues exceed expenses. Uh, same thing with the minimum wage laws. If they want to increase minimum wage laws, they're not looking at revenues to come in to match those expenses at this point. They're just looking at one side of the equation. And even though they call it reconciliation, it's not the term that I would use, but that's but that's what's used um, up on Capitol Hill. Do you think that's the way it ends up going, or do you think we could see them in a more traditional way pass this? Because I really haven't seen anything from the Republican Party uh, that indicates they would have any interest in, in something this big, and uh, you need to get 60 votes in the Senate. So where, how do you see this playing out? Right. And and uh, I look at it as President Biden will be tested, be tested by Democrats as well as tested by Republicans. Uh, there's going to be a split in the Senate. There's going to be a split in the House on all this. And I think that um, what happens is, is that uh, they make compromises. They make compromises. So I don't see a stimulus check happening right away. I, I see a lot of roadblocks. I see a lot of gridlock gridlock happening on both sides. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.